0: Welcome back to this special bonus episode of Creative Chit Chat All about this year's Dundee Design Festival Um, Yeah, I mean the podcast has been on a bit of a hiatus I suppose um, And I felt I should probably make an episode about why Um, And this is the reason So myself and Lyle Bruce uh, as our design studio Agency of None Are producing this year's Dundee Design Festival um, which is the 21st to the 28th of May, um, and it's going to be based at the Keeler Centre. Um, and we've been working on this uh, for quite a while now, um, you remember remember so back in November I was talking about there was a, a call out, a couple of questions on what would make your city more livable and lovable, um, and that was the basis with which we, we sort of built the festival on, those those answers to those questions that we got. Um, and then we've been doing a lot of development work um, behind the scenes and that's what this episode's all really about is to sort of give you a bit of insight into that process and the sort of the ethos and, and how we've been trying to rethink the way that a design festival operates from the ground up and um, trying to make it much more on demand so that you can turn up at any time and do any of the activities and just really get hands on and get involved and play and hopefully we've created tools and systems that allow anyone to come in and do that um, and really break down the, the the barrier to access for people to to come and play with design and really see the the potential that it has to create change um at a city level um as well as a sort of an individual level um. Yeah, so so hopefully that's this chat, and it's just myself and, and Lyle. But obviously, there's a much bigger team behind the festival, like um, the the UNESCO City Design Team, um, who brought us in to produce it, um, and a whole host of designers so all across Dundee and across Scotland as well, um, who are all all taking part. But you can find out so all about it because the program for the festival is now live, um, so you can find out about all the individual elements that will be happening. Uh, at this year's venue, which is the Keeler Centre, so dundee dot has got the whole programme. Um, the Keeler Centre is uh, a shopping centre um, that is based just behind the High Street, um, or just in front of McManus Galleries. It's, I mean, it's a pretty amazing building and it? it's got sort of four entrances so there's this amazing sort of labyrinth of, of uh, corridors and retail spaces that um, unfortunately in the last few years has seen a drop in the occupancy so what we're trying to do with the festival is show the real potential of the space again and I think we've been chatting to a lot of people about this and there's been a lot of excitement about it because people have said oh I've not been in there in years and there's a real sort of nostalgia around it um, and people's like, sort of memories of, of childhood have of gone in and enjoying the shops there when it was fully occupied and like everything from butchers to game shops to fancy dress shops and um, yeah, there's been lots of different uses for that space over the years. So yeah, it'll be 10 till 5 um, from the 21st to the 28th of May in the Keeler Centre. Um, there'll also be a programme of events called Afterworks which will be on, as the name suggests, after work, Um, so in the evening, um, so all the information about all of that is on the website. Um, There's also a few bits and pieces that still get to get released, Um, so yeah, more exciting stuff coming soon. Um, The best way to keep up to date with all that is following the Design Dundee Twitter and Instagram, so it's just at Design Dundee. Um, and we will be releasing more content and more bits and pieces in the run-up to the festival. And you'll also be able to get a bit of an insight into the, the sort of build progress and where we're at with the festival as we sort of get closer and closer. So yeah, I'd, if you don't already, um, go and follow that Design Dundee. And yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're not in Dundee, then uh, get planning your trip up now because it's not really that far away um, in time or in... Um, Uh, miles either so yeah it's only a short car it's only a short car journey or uh, a train or a bus so yeah it's worth a trip up there's plenty of stuff to do Uh, come and have a day in in Dundee and come and enjoy the festival but yeah um, I'll stop (laughs) heavily plugging this um, and get into the episode so this is the bonus episode first ever creative chit chat bonus episode with Lyle Bruce chatting about this year's Dundee Design Festival.
1: Yeah, uh, Dundee Design Festival has been going for three three iterations now, and um, this is the the third one. Um, I've been involved from the first one onwards in a sort of visual design capacity, and then we're going to be more involved the third one in a curation, production, and design capacity.
0: Yeah, I suppose in. 2017 we had this sort of um it was it was the website header but also a, a physical installation where there was a um a raspberry pi set up taking images of this of 3d shapes on the floor um which was then captured every minute and put up the website and it was this sort of idea that you could come in and change and manipulate um those different elements live and see your your change be part of the the festival um and I think that was one of the, the starting points that we had when we were when we sort of found out that we were going to be producing the festival this year. Um, and something that we wanted to run throughout everything, throughout all the content and everything that we did for the festival, was having that ability for people to come in and change something and then see that change be part of the festival or part of the sort of
1: the wider city, if you like. Yeah, um, and I think that that's kind of come a lot from. So you know, when we learned that we were going to do this, which was kind of back in about November last year, uh, we um, sort of very quickly put together a sort of online sort of forum that went out there and asked people what their thoughts were and what is you know what is the title of the or the 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 concept behind this year's festival, which is livable, lovable cities, asking people what that meant to them because. You know, we. I think you know we're all kind of familiar with the idea of livable cities these days, um, Or a lot of people are. It's a concept that gets talked about a lot. There's a lot of festivals that that, that actually use that as their as their theme, and um, we kind of asked the you know asked if we could expand it to lovable as well. So that kind of went in there because we feel that's kind of very important to um, not just be a city that's, that's about infrastructure, but actually about something that you know you you really cherish
0: and i think that when we put those the the two questions out what would make your city more livable what would make your city more lovable um that sort of democratic approach and trying to get everyone to feed into this sort of future looking um to get everyone to sort of feed into what the festival should be and could be for for this year um i think that that sort of democratic approach is also what we're trying to do with everything and ensure that that anyone can come along at, at any time in the festival and get involved in any part of it
1: and one of the things when we were going through all the feedback that we got from those the responses from um, and they went around around the world the, the forum wasn't just Dundee based um, was that there's a you know a real concern for people about how city centers are going to be in future and how much empty space there is currently in city centers and how that might be a problem going going forward and um, and that, that was very much forefront in our heads sort of figuring out the location for this year's festival because the last two have been held in Westward Works in Dundee, which has been an old print factory, and it served really well for the purposes of those festivals. But it didn't really it didn't really work as well for what we wanted to do this year, which was to try and bring it more into the into the centre of the city.
0: And I, I also think there's I mean, there's been a bit of a legacy left by the festival and that Westward Works is, there's plans sort of in motion to turn that into a creative space. Um, Last year's sort of smaller event um, in between festivals was in Reform Street, um, which, I mean, there's been definitely a a rise in the number of businesses coming back into Reform Street and one of them has been uh, Blends, the the Coffee Shop, which is where the um, This Is Not Shop was held last year. Um, so there has been that sort of, um, legacy and, and bit of regeneration from the, from the festival. And we felt that, especially given all the feedback from the, the questions that we put out, um, especially around the nature of city centres and, and retail space, that we had to find somewhere that, that fitted that really nicely.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think we, we kind of scratched our heads for a while and tried to find places that would be big enough for us. And then I think almost, on, almost, uh, unanimously we, we we kind of all settled on you know myself you um people that are working at unesco as well annie um all kind of hit on the same venue at the same time i think and and it was it seemed perfect so you know we we chose the Keeler center um as as the, the location for this year's festival and you know they were very happy to to speak to us and work with us and you know the existing store store owners there as well are, very excited about the festival coming and how we can you know use that and transform that space and that led us to kind of researching a lot about the killer center you know find out what what actually was that you know and how did it work and I remember it from being a child and I remember it from going in there particularly to go to a video game shop that used to be in there and I, I remember uh, um you know I, I was, it was always exciting because they'd had unique sort of Japanese uh imports that I could never have afforded in a million years and but I could go in there and see them, uh, things like PC Engine and stuff like that. Um but that turned out that that was Dave Jones's computer shop. So it was uh that's where he had his first place, um Dave who went on to do Grand Theft Auto Limings and the the games that Andy used to make. I think
0: I'm thinking back to my first experience of the Keeler Center. I think it might even have been when it so it was the Keeler Centre, and then it became the Forum Centre, and then it went back to the Keeler Centre. Um, and I think it was when the Forum Centre, I rented a, a gorilla costume for a first year uh,
1: video project <laughs> called Project Bananas. I, I quite liked when we were in that unit looking around all empty spaces uh, when when you realised at that point that, that was where you had rented a gorilla costume from. <laughs> I think it was. I think when I was in there, it probably would have been the Forum Centre too. I can't remember exactly when it when it changed from the keeler to the Forum and back again. I should probably know that, but I can't. But the thing that was really interesting was, you know, we've been working with Tommy Perman a lot on this uh, in the graphic design areas, and Tommy's a very good designer who's recently moved here from Edinburgh, and we've been... So it's
0: not so recently anymore. He's been here a few years now.
1: It uh, seems recent. Everything <laughs> seems recent to me. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's he's um, you know, been, been involved in a lot of things around Dundee. He's got himself really integrated into the design community, and it's been quite exciting for us to... To work with him on a project and um myself and tommy went along to the city archives to research the keeler center and we sat there and went through boxes of old sort of photos and bits and pieces and um then then the, the lady said you know do you want to see the old packaging i was like yes uh, so i came this massive box of uh, of old packaging from the keeler center and all these old uh, um uh, mock-ups for sweets and jams and other things. It was just fantastic to see all this, and uh, amongst all that was a was a Toblerone wrapper. I couldn't understand the Toblerone wrapper and why that was there. And in the bottom of the Toblerone wrapper, it said "Made in London and Dundee." And right enough, looking through all the photos a bit more, there was Toblerone machines packaging Toblerone in the Keeler Centre in the, in the Heart of Dundee in the sort of seventy or between. Sixties, probably. I think and that was happening. But yeah, so certainly. they licensed that
0: from the Tobler. Yeah, uh,
1: the the Tobler company. I think uh, li- or, or Keeler, the um, James Keeler, sweet and uh, confectioner company, had the license to produce Toblerone for the Tobler company. Um, and I think outside of London, it was the only other place producing it. And, and
0: I'm assuming that's the the link, the Alan Partridge link.
1: <laughs> I I would like to think that Amanda Anisich was that you know um, that knowledgeable on on the history of Dundee and its Toblerone. Um, I've been mean put it past it, uh, put it put it past it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it certainly made me think more about that again. Yeah, I don't know if Dundee's got a history of barefoot driving as well. <laughs> Do you not drive in your bare feet? <laughs> it's illegal, is it not? Well, you know, Dundee likes to smash chocolate Easter eggs, which I only just discovered. Well, I, I haven't only just discovered, but have you come across the. No, no. So, boiled eggs has always been the thing that I knew as a kid. In Dundee, they throw chocolate eggs at things. They throw them at things? Or they, like, well, roll roll them, them at things. Roll them down the hill. Yeah, roll them, roll them. So, you roll chocolate. I mean, I, I grew up not far from Dundee, but obviously far enough away to not have the chocolate Easter egg rolling. No, that that's beyond me. I mean,.
0: Granted, you never eat the boiled egg. You would definitely eat the chocolate one. So uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> well, if, if a waste of chocolate. But you know, anyway, sorry, that's an aside. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So I we are working with the, the city archives to actually curate a selection of the old packaging um, and a few other people to uh, put that on display and, and as part of the festival as well. So that's going to be one thing that will be there. Um, but also the d- so we've developed um. A variable typeface, um, a series of, uh, sort of patterns and uh, colour palette that all make up this sort of visual identity toolkit that we're using throughout the festival and that we're um, giving to designers that are working on the festival um, to sort of collaborate and create things from. Um, and they're all, I mean, the, the starting point and the inspiration from that was the the old wrappers, the colour palettes, the typography that was used in there.
1: Well, but the idea with the variable typeface... Um kind of grew from this kind of idea that that, that as you travel around other cities and you kind of see how they are how they brand themselves and how their identity works um, it makes you think from a design point of view how complex that process of city identity is because these things have to represent so many people and so many thoughts and ideas and uh, wants and often bad ones can just be about uh marketing of a city you know uh, in in a, in a very simple term um and then i think good ones are ones that really embed themselves and understand their city and we were in helsinki recently for another thing and we saw their one and that that kind of was like oh, that's that's really interesting to what we were thinking about for the festival and um yeah so so you know we we start i think if i remember rightly we start thinking about how people could design type for Typeface, and we quickly realised that that would probably get very chaotic, and we'd probably end up with everything looking like a ransom note. So we kind of thought, how do we how do we create a system? Um, and that's important because that's kind of what design is all about: it's about developing systems. And we we, we thought, how do we develop something like that that can that can um, sort of let people shape and adjust the typeface or the type that const- that makes the logo. Of their city um, and variable type has just sort of started to creep out into a into the uh, fashionable fashionable design scene uh, some some tools out there now allowing me to create things so we, we start experimenting with those seeing how we could create this sort of a piece of text that was based out of the idea of you know sweet wrappers and the old type of dundee but in a sort of modern way as well and how we can then present that back at the festival in a way that people can then manipulate that and change it and and uh, create all, uh, um, communications from it that can then go out into the city. So this that, kind of was the real core of our, our idea for how the design festival is going to run. And I think yeah, the, you talk about the
0: the systems and the tools. A lot of um, what we're creating for the festival, even so beyond the the typeface itself, is creating those tools and systems that allow people to to come in and play and explore really easily and really freely without having any sort of technical skill level or any design expertise. It's sort of, it's removing those barriers to allow you to get all the fun stuff and like... Um,
1: well, when you're designing things normally, you kind of create, um, you do create sort of uh, toolkits and, and systems of things that you're, you're working with. So, you know, if you're going to create uh, an identity for somebody, then... You know, you may choose an off-the-shelf typeface that exists and buy that and use that, or you may choose to create your own sort of suite of, of, of type or characters to at least make up that. And once you have the fundamentals of those in place, then the fun kind of really starts, where you get to sort of play around with them and figure out how they're going to be positioned, what they're going to mean if they do this, and what you're trying to suggest with you know this or that. And these can be great. These can be the sort of most satisfying. S- these can be the most satisfying parts of the design process for me anyway, so it's like if we can remove the, the barriers of needing to know complicated software like Illustrator or other things that people don't get access to easily and trying kind to of make something that's, that they can then interface sort of in a very uh, simple way with and then be able to have the same control over things, that would be a really interesting way of letting people uh, affect the identity of their city
0: But then I think one of the elements you wanted to develop is that Okay, we're creating these tools and these systems to allow you to, to allow you to create work or, or pieces, but that they should have a life beyond the area with, within which you create it. So it should have the ability to go out and become part of the festival and become part of the city. Um, so that's something that we've sort of worked into the festival so you can do an end-to-end design process. essentially, you come in, you, you get a brief. You create something, and then you release that and see that go into to the world and see your your work out there um, on the street, essentially.
1: Yeah, well, running that livable, lovable cities um, questionnaire that we did back in November, you, you know, it makes you realise that um, well, it, you know, it doesn't make you realise exactly you know that you know what going into that. People have a lot of interesting things to say, um, but it, but it, but it drives it home. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really valid and really interesting points out there, and I think sometimes a city doesn't see that. Uh, as easily, so uh, you know. Sometimes we, we, we maybe get ourselves concerned that the, if we ask people, we'll get we'll get um, the wrong answer. Um, but actually, there's there's lots of really really valid points, and I think now more than ever, it's probably a good time to try and bring those sort of those thoughts out and, and use them uh, to to you know to to, to uh, use them in a public way that people can see things. And design is a way of making good ideas um, clear. And I think that's what we've done again is try to create a system where people can kind of focus on writing their idea or writing what they want to say down and we can provide the system again to make that clear and accessible and put it out there. So one of the things about um, livable cities as a concept it's often, um, it's often the default position that you would go to on it would be sort of traffic and, and pedestrian access and things like that and we haven't taken that route with our festival Um, maybe you'd like to explain a little bit more about how we approached that
0: yeah I think um, when we sat down and as I mentioned at the start we were talking about this ability to come in and and change and influence things Um, I think the other core values for what we were creating was um, to ensure that they were visually exciting but also thought provoking um, and we were sort of looking at ways and in, in which we do this. And again, going back to the the questions that we got in and the, the, sort of the answers to the questions, um, a lot of it was was very like high level, big infrastructural problems like traffic systems, like. Um, was a lot around cycling so that sort of infrastructure which I know there's already uh, work being done in that, in that area with the cycle lanes coming in um, and obviously the, the cycle forum is doing great work in that area as well um, and we were looking at, at those different opportunities but starting to realise quite quickly that um, for a week long festival there's only so much impact that you can have um, and we're not going to be able to to redo the road systems or change architecture or um install cycle lanes or or any of that sort of stuff but how can we actually get people to like i mean in essence we were looking at empowering people to make change i think that's one of the big things that we we wanted to achieve yeah
1: whatever that change is because Mm -hmm. there's the obvious changes that people are all talking about and then there's also the changes that we may not see that we we should see or other people are seeing them and and it's, it's letting people have a way of being able to to start that process off and not just jump on one that's already on on the go
0: and by making a, a festival that's very much sort of hands-on coming get involved create things make things play with things that to show people that the tools are out there and that they have the ability to go and make things happen um and that that they can make things happen at a, at a local level at a community level but also at a city-wide level um and look to the future and there's also elements um so we've also um been working with uh, Valerie Mullen um who's a science fiction writer um and again based upon the, the answers to the questions and a few other chats we we've we're creating a a narrative around a vision of the future um which again is to be thought provoking it is to sort of make people reconsider what the future is, how that will affect them, what that looks like, um, what the infrastructure will be like, what the environment will be like, what the, the, the green space, um, travel, technology, like all those aspects of it, um, to, to sort of poke and prod your notion of, of how you imagine your own future.
1: There's also, I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of other things that you can go over to the website and see. A lot of the program that's going to be up yeah, but well,
0: the, the program is now live. dundee dot Um, you can go and check out all the elements um, that will be on at the festival as part of the, the sort of festival
1: at the Keeler Center. And um, there's also the after-work section, which we are going to be sort of adding events to uh, as as they develop. Yeah, um,
0: and it's sort of and as the name suggests, uh, and sort of evening event series um, from the the. I'm not going to say the dates in case they change. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but again, we—I we, think f- for everything with the festival, we're trying to to question it and say, just because it's the way it's always been done, that doesn't mean it's the right way to do it, or the way that we necessarily want to do it.
1: Um, so, yeah, that, that's probably a very key thing we should have probably mentioned way back at the start as well. Is that um, this this notion of a festival is something we've kind of taken. Um, and, and reconsidered we thought about what worked in the past and what works particularly in Dundee and what we like is as people that go to festivals so we've we've kind of done a lot of things that maybe other people wouldn't like we've completely cut out talking heads sort of parts of the festival there's no conference aspect to it where people will be sitting on seats listening to somebody talking uh yeah
0: i think um a livable lovable city i mean for me and for us it's it's not about putting people on pedestals it's about everyone having the ability and a platform to speak and make their voice heard um, and I think we we had to create the events in particular the, the Afterworks programme that that represented that and that questioned the traditional uh, someone standing up for an hour and giving you a
1: lecture And we have the Petra Kucha format which is a really good way of, of, of being democratic and getting Different people up on stage and listening. So, for, for if you do like to sit and listen to people speak, then Pecha Kucha is one of the the places that you can go and do that at the festival. Um, it's going to be it's going to be the well, is the biggest one in the UK uh, already, um, and it's it's I think it's trying to be even bigger by by taking over the Caird Hall this this time around. So, lots of seats to fill.
0: Yeah, and that's, so that's in the the twenty eighth. So it'll be the 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 big finale for the festival. That will be the 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 last night, if you like, at the Caird Hall um, on the 28th um, Yeah, I suppose it, Yeah, all the other information on the ins and outs are all on the website just now um, and there will be some other exciting bits and pieces, so new lines will be added um, as we get closer and closer to the festival
1: And much much more <laughs> um, if it, ho- Hopefully we don't come across like two um, very exhausted people having spent the last sort of five months working To get this festival off the ground, Um, uh, we we hopefully still have some energy left in us to to pull off the next bit. Yeah.
0: And I think it's also down to the the sort of the the teams and the designers that we've brought in um, to help work with us, collaborate, um, um, and help us make this, uh, help us sort of realise our vision of this festival. Um, And there's this sort of, and I mean, We've brought in so many different designers from different disciplines to work in so many different areas and what we're trying to cover with the festival is I mean d- sight sound smell
1: all the senses yeah and yeah we're, we are and we're really playing with the idea of being in a shopping center I mean that's that's something that we're having a lot of fun with
0: um especially around that sort of the the rhetoric so you might know us from some of the marketing material we're sort of playing on that idea that the contents may vary um and that it, it is for a limited time only eight days
1: um so yeah 21st to the 28th of may yep i'm sure we'll keep playing with that rhetoric as as the as the festival involves uh, uh, evolves unfolds unravels <laughs> 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 um so yeah i mean you're going to see a lot more about it around about in the next few hours. so um please please uh, uh come along take part uh What's what's the thing you're most looking forward to, Ryan? Ooh, that is a good question. Sleep.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to get any of that. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to having a go in the poster playground. Ah, shit! You stole my one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, the the sort of the production techniques and getting uh, sort of uh, creating with the 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 tight blocks and building and printing with them i think will be super fun Um, and i'm I'm also as much as i want to have a go i'm really excited to see what other people produce um because i think yeah you can we have all these elements and how people use them is completely up to them so i'm excited to see what comes out of it
1: yeah, and we also have that, the co-working space, so people can kind of come and sit and be based there as well. So there's, there's all sorts of other ways that people can kind of get involved with, with uh, the festival. Too. Yeah,
0: so there's, there's obviously those elements where you can go in and, and sort of make and, and have an interaction, but you can also base yourself there for the week, if you, you yeah, like. You, you could literally set
1: up office in there, free office for the week. Yeah, um, Free you know, Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly. Have a coffee, a yep, um, coffee bar.
0: And then we we're also, so we we're creating a, a sort of... Um, design library of uh, books and publications so we've got some um latest editions of magazines coming um we've also got a whole range of design books which will be there for you to sort of enjoy in the space um so yeah there'll be some nice sort of transient spaces and some spaces to have a seat and and enjoy a coffee or there'll be some stuff where you can get really hands-on and actually create and make and
1: interact and obviously being being May and the design festival it'll be amazing weather so you know you'll be able to like take 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 a seat outside and enjoy the, the, the sun trap that is the area around the Keeler Centre. Um and if it rains during the festival for the whole week we'll just delete this bit. Yeah, and there's loads of stuff inside, it'll be fine. <laughs> Uh yeah.
0: what's, what's the what's the bit you're most looking forward to?
1: Well, I was gonna say the thing that people I'm interested to see how people are gonna uh, use the tools and what they create from it. So you've kinda of, you have kinda of stolen that bit from me. Um but you know, I, I'm I'm kind of also interested in the I think the approaching air side of it, the 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 Scent uh library is something that I'm kind of very interested in and um, seeing how, how that works and how that evolves as well. And um I'm sure there'll be some very nice smells there and some probably not so nice ones and I'm kind of curious to see how that all goes I'm also really interested in the four product designers that we're going to have based out of the Kiela Centre they're going to be doing two days each and um, we, we are trying to make sure the content of the festival evolves during during the week um, so there'll be changes and different things happening so you can keep coming back to it and one of those things is, uh, is the um, these product designers so I'm really interested to see how, how they get on and work inside that space and what they produce and how that's received and how people passing through the space influence that as well. Yeah. That's and then we'll have some products being launched throughout the festival that you can then come
0: and, and buy. So you can essentially see something getting made and then buy that once it's on the shelf.
1: And perhaps you can influence it as well, and uh, <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, there'll be um, there's ceramics, there's uh, custom screen printed t-shirts, there's lighting and 3D printed brooches that'll be happening all throughout the festival, so come and check that out. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. great. See you there.
0: So yeah, that was the first ever bonus episode of Creative Chit Chat. I mean, thanks to Lyle. Thanks to me, I suppose. Um, Yeah. Uh, Get yourself along to the Design Festival 21st to the 28th of May at the Keeler Centre in Dundee. 10 till 5 at the Keeler Centre. All day, come on. It's an on-demand festival. You can do everything all day, every day. Just drop in. And then we've also got the evening events. So the Afterworks programme, you can check out all the details and everything with that. It's DundeeDesignFestival.com or at Design Dundee if you want to keep up to date and with the new releases of the extra content and bits and pieces that will be going out um, and other ways to get involved in the festival even if you're not able to make it. But yeah, um, until after the festival and until I get time to do some more recordings of episodes of Great People um, yeah, that's it. So hopefully the podcast will be back Um, round about summertime. Hopefully it won't be too far away. But until then, bye.